It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. My Michelle Live. Sports timeout. The fans, the field, the faith, the fun. Here's Michelle. The fans, the field, the faith, the fun, and the fellas. Joining me, I'm going to introduce to you the team that's taking on Sports Talk of the Week. Some big headlines that we're going to banter around. Some issues that will leave your head scratching. And bringing together the God story in it all. So let me introduce you to my friends. First of all, we have with us pastor, a chaplain, coach, player, Garrick Payne. Get ready to get... Hey, <laughs> Reverend, you could have just said... Amen. Somebody say amen, please. And then we have with us a great friend and the author of a book that I'm going to put up on screen and you can find at mymichellelive.com. Sports Shorts, Del Didway is with us as well. Del Garrick, welcome to the game today. And speaking of games today, what about the NCAA championships? Kansas Jayhawks of the U. University of Kansas took home their fourth national championship title after defeating the University of North Carolina's Tar Heels in the 2022 basketball championship in New Orleans Monday night. The Jayhawks came back from a 16-point deficit. It's the largest comeback in the history of NCAA men's championships. Pretty cool. Do you guys watch the game? Yeah. It was quite a game. It was quite a game. Watching that comeback was crazy awesome. Yeah. Go ahead, Del. Yeah, as I'll say, that kind of reminded me of uh, when the Patriots came back against the Falcons in the Super Bowl. I mean, what just a colossal comeback and what a colossal collapse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament, by the way, did pretty well as uh, well. Mm-hmm. They reported a pretty strong viewership this week, which is pretty amazing. They have um, like 28 others in a broadcast rights deal with ESPN packaged with. And I think that's pretty cool. So women's sports is growing and getting more recognition. The only thing is, guys, do we really even know what a woman is? And so do we even need women's sports anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Don't get you took that right out of my, I was really going to segue into that. I said, what's a woman's sport anyway? So uh, I'm glad you touched on that because well, that's there's, there's some big There's some big issues where women in sports are concerned and where transgender uh, men who have transgendered are part of women's sports. So let's take on some of those today and I'll get your right. thoughts, gentlemen. We ha- we're going to talk in a moment, opening day of baseball is upon us and a baseball story where Alexis Scrappy Hopkins has become the first woman to be drafted by a professional baseball team. Did you guys hear that story? Yes. Yeah. So thoughts on that. More power to her. That's great. Uh, and I, I just hope, I hope I didn't read too much about the story, but I really hope that she has earned her spot, that she's not just done, she's not just been drafted as a publicity stunt. Like do that you, do plays you know out, more though. of the detail? That plays out. That's going to play out in uh, on the field. It just does. If you don't, if you can't play, you're not going to get a spot. And if you do, 
you're not going to win. And if you do, you're not going to, you're not going to bring in the fans. So it's a really precarious thing that sports is doing. The Kentucky Wild Health genomes drafted Alexis Hopkins as the first woman. And this is according to the Atlantic League and Major League Baseball. They're, they're a professional baseball league. They're just not on the Major League Baseball. Farm yeah, team. so a farm yeah. team. So that's pretty interesting. And other issues that I say affect women, if we can define what a woman is, and maybe you guys have done your research. I don't know if anyone's on this panel as a biologist, but the British Cycling has suspended their transgender non-binary uh, participation policy. So in other words, the British Cycling Board of Directors voted in favor to suspend their current policy, which was to men play, men cycle on men's teams and women cycle on women's teams. The whole separation thing. They were like, no, we're suspending that. And it came after a transgender person, Emily Bridges, didn't. Uh, enter a, wasn't able to enter a woman's event at the British National Omnium Championships last weekend. So there was that story. So now they've breached that. There's some so they're new- just mixing everyone together then? Is that the long and short of it? No, they're not mixing people together. But if you identify as the other sex, then you can get mixed in. It's crazy, oh, so. though, with the inability to decide what a man and a woman is. It's crazy how we don't see a lot of former women jumping ship to cycle against men or to play against men. Hmm, makes you scratch your head. Uh, let me give you a couple of their quick stories, and then I'm going to let you all face off on this. So this coming from... The states. Kentucky Governor Andy Beecher voted on a bill just this Wednesday that would ban transgender women and girls from playing on school sports teams that corresponded with their gender identity. So they, he, there was a bill out there trying to protect women's sports. He vetoed that bill. He's a Democrat, but he also joins two Republicans from Utah and Indiana that have done the same thing. So my question to you, as perhaps we can face off a little bit on on this issue, why should we even have women's sports then? Is it an archaic notion, according to the thoughts of the day, given that we truly can't, as we said, define what a woman is, what a woman is? Is the logical conclusion to just get rid of women's sports altogether? Let's face it. Your thoughts. Come on, guys. I'm in uh, Kentucky quite a bit. It's just five minutes away from me, even though I'm in Southern Ohio. Can you go slap the governor for me then? It's pretty. What's that? Can you just go and slap the governor for me then? Oh my gosh! Yeah, he he's he is very liberal. He's not very popular, but I I don't like what he what he's you know what he's done because. To me, I'm I'm just old school, Michelle. I'm you pl- stay in your lane. That's how I am. So I was raised. That's how I believe. Men play with men. Boys play with girls. Boys girls play with girls. That's how I was brought up. Unless you're in like t-ball, but and and that's okay because they're all cute at that age. But yeah, again, this happened. This has been going on for a long time. Back when Billie Jean King played tennis, and back when Michelle Wee tried to get on the men's tour many moons ago. So. This isn't a new thing. It's just caught a lot of, a lot no, of it it's ramped up and it's yeah. a lot of fire. Yeah. And uh, I, I just personally am against, I don't care how good Scrappy is, good for her. It's great for her that she's that good. But again, I want to reiterate what Garrick said. I, I hope that's not a, a publicity stunt just to get uh, butts in the seat. 
because it certainly sounds that way because what are you going to do about locker rooms? What are you going to do about other things going on? So uh, again, I, I, it has to be something in that rounds because I don't, she's obviously very talented, but I, I question the motive. All right, Garrick. Locker rooms and logistics and all that stuff aside, that stuff can be figured out. But I think that the bigger issue for me is just the fact that it's unfair to women. It's unfair yeah. to girls. And especially as we are trying to encourage our young women and, and girls in, in our families and things like that to, to be the best that they can, only to just be pushed aside because they've got a guy competing and yes, it's if someone wants to transition, that's their choice. You know that I, I believe in people's freedom to do that if they should so choose. But when it it then infringes upon the rights of others, then to me that's a problem. And ah, uh, um, that's a good point as well. When it infringes yeah. on the rights of others, look, uh, there's uh, this narrative out there, boys, that says that, well, we're people are trying to keep transgender people out of sports. No, play all the sports you want. I don't care what you, I, I don't care if you identify as a lamppost, you're good at sports, you like sports, go and play sports. I haven't seen a lamppost that's very good at sports, but more power to you, sweetheart, more power to you. The problem is you can play, but you identifying as man i could identify as brett farb and i could identify as russell wilson that doesn't mean they're going to let me on nor should they let me on the field this is where there are physical differences and that's an issue if there's not physical differences and we can't define what a woman is then there really is no reason to have women's sports anyway is there right they've opened up They've opened up a big box. What's going to happen when I'm, not, I'm just I'm just dropping a name because this is the first name in my head. What if LeBron wanted to go to the WNBA? They're going to have to let him in. They're going to have to let him in. And I think that it would be a very good test case to see if they're going to do that. And okay. not maybe not a LeBron, but a mid-tier type player from the NBA who transitions and decides, well, I want to play in the WNBA and whether or not how – It'll be very interesting to see how they respond to that if and when that scenario does arise. Yeah. Yeah. So again, back to Michelle's point is why have a WNBA? Are they relevant anymore? Because you cannot define what a woman is, but they'll slap that tag on them when we have a now a uh, a Supreme Court soon to be justice who cannot define a woman. So it's. It's really going to be an interesting thing to sit back and watch. Oh, then you must check your worldview then, right? Because if your worldview says, yes, anyone can identify as anything, and then suddenly it makes women's sports completely irrelevant, let's just cancel them altogether. Because that's discriminatory to say there's women's sports when, you know, you could there's, what, 300 yep. genders. Why don't we just let all the 300 genders play together? We in this one yeah. big one world loving, give everyone a hug kumbaya sports thing because they would suck <laughs> that's why yeah. <laughs> yeah i think this movement to the demise of women's sports yeah i'm I, afraid of that hopefully it won't be because we want to give our girls and women the opportunity to have yeah to be able to play and that's why title nine was so important in yeah. in intercollegiate athletics and this is it's just really messing with it and this there's a tangent 
tangential topic that relates to this in terms of this whole equal pay thing that's going on. And Megan Rapino is in the news again, just getting out there and talking about it. And it was interesting because I was listening to Ben Shapiro referring to her as Megan Rapino, but he he was saying that the the fact is it's not it's not equal pay because the the women's World Cup. And the fact that she's won four Women's World Cups is outstanding and, and it's commendable to her. But the Women's World Cup is not the same as the Men's World Cup. The Men's World Cup is the number one most watched sporting event across the world. And you cannot say that for the Women's World Cup. And so I think he makes a very, Ben Shapiro made a really good point to say this is not equal. These no, are not- that and... Honestly, Garrick, they have more than they get more than the men because of their health. They, the men opted out of health, health benefits, because most of them had it from the other teams that they were part of. Women have comprehensive health, pregnancy, and other benefits that they chose when they negotiated their deal. If the men were to be paid on that same standard or the same agreement, they wouldn't be making as much as the women. So in essence, the women really are making more. We like to take figures and to move them around. Hey, I'm all about women getting paid. I am all about women being advanced in sports. I'm all about, as a woman who has been in sports and sports reporting, I'm for being recognized as something other than just a figure that sits there while the men get to talk about sports, right? I don't want to be one of those people. And I want to be paid equally and recognized equally. But if I'm not uh, on ESPN, if I'm doing maybe a small town reporting or if I'm on a local radio station, I'm not going to, it's still the same work, but I'm not getting paid the same. And you've been, Dell, in sports reporting for quite some time. You can attest to that. Oh yeah, my first gig. Gosh, I I was making like thirteen thousand, and I thought it was the best thing in the world. So uh, I wasn't getting paid nearly what other folks were were getting paid, but I was having fun. And I was enjoying it. Then yeah, but you're a white came, guy. Yeah, yeah. And then kids <laughs> came along, and I thought, holy cow, I can't raise a family on this. The fun kind of went out the door at that point. So I had to make some more money. But yeah, I totally agree with you on that. That, that I'm all for equal pay, but at some point, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and you have to be equally uh, smart about it as well. So while we are having these conversations, which are really one-sided, very Mm -hmm. void of facts, important issues in sports that relate to women get maybe swept under and have been for some time. There's some attorney generals in the NFL that want to improve treatment of women. Now, this story came out this week. Attorney generals of six different states have written the NFL commissioner. They have concern over the league's treatment of female employees, lack of improvement in the league's workplace culture, potential legal action they're willing to take. They say there's just gender discrimination. And it looks like this, the NFL's treatment of women who have experienced domestic violence. We know that has been a thing. Hiring, promotion of women in NFL offices. And it comes as Congress investigates how the league handled claims of sexual harassment with the Washington, the team 
formerly known as something else and now the commanders. That's that is an issue. And misogyny in the NFL, why do we still have scantily dressed cheerleaders man i was a cheerleader don't get me wrong i love cheering and and getting the crowd going and such but that's not really all that's happening on the sidelines there's scantily dressed women doing provocative moves and and then we say hashtag me too the guys conversely the men now who are part of the dance squads they're dressed in uh suit sweatsuits they look cool they look great why aren't they wearing short shorts and and half tops if misogyny isn't a thing go garrick <laughs> i was just gonna say mic drop michelle because there's really no response to that and and the fact is that it, it makes your head start to spin after a while because how do you want it? Do you, do you, do you want it one way or do you want it the other way? Because if you have it both ways, then it, it really makes no sense at all. And, and you need to, and my issue with, with this type of thing and being a person of color myself, I, I don't like quotas. I don't like this equality movement that's saying you need to have so many people of certain colors and genders and things like that and no disrespect to the the newly appointed supreme court justice but for that he's going to nominate a black woman then is she there because she's a great jurist or is she there because she's a black woman is she there because right? she's the and very so best it, for it, the it, job right it immediately makes you call into question uh, the person's qualifications. And so in in a like manner, I, if I, as an Asian male, was put on the staff of a soccer club, because I've coached collegiately and whatever, but people would say, is he there because he's really the best suited person for the job, or is he there because of his color? And now you also have to consider the fact However, that there are very few Asian American men who are at the top coaching level in the NFL. Okay, right? okay, let me just stop you there for a second for on, on two counts. One, how many Asian men are in the NFL as players? There's a, a few, okay, but not okay, many. Okay, and, okay, okay. And sometimes, just to be really balanced here sometimes you can look at someone and say are real are they really the best or are they just there because they're a white guy and you do have that the difference is though Del, i'll get your thoughts on this yeah. as well the difference is when you want to make money and you want to win uh color doesn't really matter like being in the military when you are fighting side by side you do not care what color skin the guy next to you has you just care if he's an accurate shot and if he's got your back in in the midst of a battle yeah i can see that because when it comes down to it you want the best person that's qualified i remember when i was in in high school i wanted to be a state trooper that was my that was one of my goals in and I went over there to the and met with him. I was like eight, 17 years old. I said, Hey, I want to be a cadet. What do I have to do? And the guy shut the door and he says, Don't worry about this. You're a white man. You're not, you're not going to get hurt. Oh, ouch. And that's like what he told me to my face. I was like, All right, thank you. So I was like, So I went somewhere else. But it, and it does happen. And with a voice like that, you have to be in broadcasting anyway. Yeah, I don't like labels being put on people like that as far as going back to the cheerleading. I think you hit it right on the head. We'll put these gorgeous women out there and, and 
not that I notice, I'm at the games, but I never noticed those cheerleaders or, or even out there. But you walk by and they're gorgeous. They're pretty, they're attractive. And then all of a sudden, hey, wait a minute, we have to treat women better than this. Mm-hmm. So for one, why do you have to be told or why do you have to make an announcement that we have to treat women better? Or Come on, be, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? yeah. yeah. oh yeah, what, by the way, we have to treat women better. So I think that should just be the norm, treat people Treat, treat people, normal, people, treat people better. Right. And I am all for having these conversations and saying, yeah. hey, there, there isn't enough. There's a lot of players in the NFL who are players of color. They, they have experience. They have they have know-how. They should be considered more maybe yeah. for coaching staff. Great. Let's have that well, conversation. But when we put expectations, the NFL, now the, the, there's two NFL coaches that are joining Brian Flores for his racial discrimination lawsuit against the NFL. Steve Wilkes and Ray Horton, I believe, joined the former Dolphins coach. Steve, oh, by the way, did you hear this story? Pete Carroll went off on like, he spoke like it was a mini sermon that would make you, Pastor Pang, probably envious. He went off on a a sermon. In fact, they said he just went off. He went off on NFL owners over hiring minority coaches. He said that he was a he put them in the crosshairs that, that, that and, and he, they were uh, saying that you, you got to hire more and you got to make a difference. And, and I was just like, that's how you make differences. You have people standing up and you saying, hey, I'm calling you out on this. Start changing. We can change. We can be part of the change. I'm like, way to go, Pete Carroll. That's how you do it. It's not by quotas because right. quotas come with asterisks. Yeah, and I guess I can open up a can of worms here. This is not my view, all right, on something. I'm just saying I have heard this. We, we hear about hiring more minority coaches and all this. Again, a friend of mine brought this up, and he said, so when are they going to start putting more white men on rosters? Ta-da, ta-da. Or yeah. why, soccer. I've, I really love soccer because it, it's an equalizer. You can have people who are small in stature. You can have people who are tall in stature and they can play side by side. I love that about soccer, but you're not going to see a lot of people short and small in stature uh, or people who are heavier in in the NBA. Are we going to start quotas with that too? Because it does. it isn't a representation of America and that's what we keep saying. It's a representation. We need more of a representation of America. Okay, where are the fat people? (laughs) Where where are the short people, NBA? Years ago, that's been the last one probably, but he was an an anomaly. He was a fantastic athlete. Okay, and that's where it is. If you're a fantastic athlete, then great. Then you have the ability to defy and there's no asterisks there people are just sitting there with their jaws hanging open going wow you're amazing all right let's get back to some sports talk as we, let me I, just say real quick too yes um, please. pete carroll and and preached that sermon because and the seahawks have had a history as well as, as being a team that is more progressive in that way and they were very blessed to have someone rocky sito who was their he's a passing coach i believe but just an amazing person, not just an amazing coach, but he got there because he was a great coach, not because he was a Japanese American. Anyway. Yeah. Back to sports. As we talk about the NFL, it's been a kind of a 
crazy year with Tom Brady retiring and then unretiring, Aaron Rodgers uh, not going to sign, but then re-signing with the Packers. Russell Wilson traded from the Seahawks and with all of the drama that was surrounding that. And as a Seattleite, I'm just like, okay, fine, just go. Goodbye. Thank you very much for all of the time you spent here. Carson Wentz traded uh, from the Colts to the Commanders. A lot of things are going on. Now we are looking at the draft, free agency. There's some moving and shaking. Even the I read that the Saints made some weird decisions to with their draft picks. This is there's almost as much drama before the season starts as when the season starts, guys. Yeah, that's always the case. But this year's is a little bit more so than, than normal. It's I know weird. I cover the Bengals and uh, they're doing really, they made some really good moves and everybody's excited for once to be, to be a Bengal for the first time in decades. Hey, they are relevant, but they do have a brutal schedule coming out. They went to the Super Bowl. They shouldn't be a play away from winning the thing. And they made some adjustments to their line and some that then they get dinged with this. It's a brutal schedule. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and the Seahawks are definitely in a rebuilding mode. And trading trading Russell Wilson to the Broncos is was a very interesting. A lot of people thought that he was going to be leaving the Seahawks, um, but who who are the Seahawks going to replace him with? It's not a bad quarterback, but whether or not he's going to get the starting job at the Seahawks. Yeah, so it, there's still a lot of drama to to behold, but something I'm super excited about is opening day of baseball. I'm super excited about it. Uh, I wish we had Joshua McMillan. He's our uh, follower of Major League Baseball. But here, 14 teams will open their season yesterday and today. This is Friday, if you're listening later. This is pretty exciting. 14, I think we're supposed to go Thursday, 16 today and the weather forced a postponement and look who's here right freaking on cue joshua mcmillan joins us to give us opening day insight now let me give you just a little insight into joshua he's who we call our wookie of the year he's if you've seen his picture you'll know why if you've seen his freaking shoe size why and he he not only gives us insight into major league baseball but america's ultimate underdog team, the Seattle Mariners, which Josh, welcome. And apparently there was some interesting trade. There was an interesting trade for the Seattle Mariners. Seattle Mariners and Minnesota Twins pushed back their first contest to today, by the way. And the Mariners signed gold glove short stuff, J.P. Crawford, to a five-year contract, Josh. Yeah, big deal. J.P. Crawford last year really became a big leader on this team. And there was a passing of the torch with Cal Seager leading, leaving. And he said, this is my team now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the guy. And they really committed to him. He was a gold glove shortstop. He's an elite defender who has been consistently improving with the bat. And it's funny because when he first came here, he was a minus defender with a plus bat. But that obviously when you come to the big leagues, it turns around. And after about 100, 100 or so at bats in the big leagues is when you start seeing things turn for people. And that certainly happened for JP. His bat's coming around. He's an elite defender. The Mariners said last year he's going to be their shortstop moving forward. They're they even said that with all of the great shortstops out there on the market that 
they're going to keep him at shortstop. Anyone else they bring in is going to play second or third. So they are committed to this guy, and they just showed it right before opening day, getting him that big extension, which I'm I'm all here for. He brings an energy to the team. He's fun to watch. I'm yeah, surprised so I'm, you're I'm not there for, for, for opening day, Josh. Oh, man, I'm stoked for opening day. I feel like <laughs> I've been waiting forever. There was a whole dry season where I watched Marble Run again uh, while I was waiting for more baseball news to happen. I'm stoked for this year. And you know what's funny? It makes me a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest. The Mariners are getting a lot of national media attention. Right? National media is picking the Mariners to win their division. And I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I'm used to the Mariners being the team that people don't even know exists. You're used you know? to being the only reporter in all of sports talk uh, actually talking about the Mariners. You've had a lease on this deal, and now you've got to share it with everyone else, huh? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a little <laughs> no, uncomfortable, I right? Snort. I mean, we, we, we me. used to be in a spot where when Robinson Cano was here, people were reporting on Robinson Cano as the former Yankee Robinson Cano instead of current <laughs> Mariner Robinson Cano. This is a paradigm shift. I don't know how to feel about it, but I think this year's the year. There's a lot of potential to end this playoff drought. I'm excited to see Robbie Ray today. They're starting in just a couple minutes here. Robbie Ray's on the mound. Cy Young winner from last year, him and his tight pants look to uh, do real well this year for the Mariners. I don't know if you guys have, have heard the whole story, what? but uh, no, people were make fun of him one time for uh, oh. the tight pants. And so he just kept doing it. They said, you can't wear those. It doesn't look good in spring training. So just to, uh, yeah. yeah, he started wearing them and he, he brought them with him to Seattle. So he always wears that. His way too tight pants up on the mound. He says it intimidates people now. I have appreciated <laughs> baseball in that while we were talking about the lockout and all of those things. But baseball and hockey have been two sports where we haven't had a whole lot of the politics like we've been talking about, Josh, before you popped in. The transgender issues, the, the discrimination lawsuits, things of that nature. We haven't seen a lot of that in both baseball and hockey and those are two sports i just really enjoy not only for the sport but because sometimes you just want a, a break from all of the politics anyone else feel that same way or oh yeah definitely it, it's come on let's just get back to sports and that, that was the thing that made sports is that it was the great equalizer is the great uni unifier and it, it's america it's america and people can sit next to each other of different ethnicities, different socioeconomics, and we're there because we're supporting our team. Let's get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is going to be bad. I, I didn't see any pro protesting going on during any of the NFL games this year. I know there were probably some, but two years ago, every game we went to and covered, there were people kneeling. And I think that's, that is going away now because I think it hit him in the pocketbook and there was some things put out there. So that's going away. Baseball, you know, never really got in. They did it. They tried it briefly a couple of, a couple of times and it never really took off because the fans, I think, had enough. And I'm just glad that the issues got resolved because had it, I don't think they would have, they would have had a trouble surviving a, any longer lockout. And there's a rumor out there circulating that there's a professional baseball team going into Cincinnati this year, but we'll have to wait and see about that because uh, they haven't showed up the last several years. Ooh, how do you feel about that, Dell? <laughs> Man, I tell you what, the Reds, I cover them occasionally. I'll be going to some pirate games this year, but and um, they open with 
or next week to open with the Guardians or whatever you want to call them, Indians. I don't know. But um, the, the Reds, have, every time they get a good player, they just get, they get rid of them. And they're a great farm system for the major leagues. Wow. And Josh, you one thing that you've always been a proponent of as well as the uh, minor leagues, the farm leagues, going out to your local baseball game that is inexpensive. You can actually afford to take your entire family, get a picnic, and lay out there on the grass, watch a game. That's pretty awesome, too. And those are some of the places where you you see the least wokeness isn't that isn't that your experience josh i would say so generally speaking they're uh it's just fun you can go there you can even bring your own food into the ballpark a lot of the time like i loved going to aqua Sox games who are now the the high affiliate for the mariners over there in everett and you got triple a tacoma here but there's also a lot of others that aren't necessarily affiliated with the mlb be on the lookout for those like the the yakima Valley Pippins, big fan of the the Pippins out there in Yakima. And those players often do make it into major league teams eventually. It's like a, almost like a half A, you know, for players <laughs> that aren't drafted. They go there and they, they play and they do well. And they've had yeah. a couple players, particularly pitchers, come up. But yeah, it's always fun to go out and support your local teams, the small teams. I will say there's been some changes in the Seattle front office. And we have, I forgot what her name is now. It just left my head. You'll have to excuse me. I'm sick. So I have, I have sick brain going on, but they've, she announced some big changes for them. One is that they're really focusing on making Mariners games more affordable for the whole family. So they have things like a $5 drink, $5 hot dog, things like that, where they, instead of having, you can always still get your big Seattle hot dog, all the fixes, everything, but they have just simple hot dogs for cheap. Okay. And let me ask you guys if uh, on top of the nice that they're going to have some cheap alternatives, but you know what else they're going to have? Uh, Garrick, you, Brent, who's often on the show, I think, or was it you sent from their their new menu they're going to have a kind of a buggy ice cream it's like a matcha ice cream with a chocolate covered crickets and some other kind of bugs in it i'm like what the really yeah anyone here looking forward to tasting that on the hot uh, summer day watching baseball no okay thank you i'll try it get out josh you would <laughs> Ew! I just, I'm sorry. No, thank you. No, thank you. But, or Tom Fisher, who is often on this show, semi-pro football, these local games that can be played places and it's inexpensive to get in supporting local sports and that's where you see the heart and soul of america and i'll tell you what i love it i want to get to soccer guys it's exciting two two big stories one the Ukrainian soccer club, Shakhtar, they're going to start a, a peace-themed tour. So they're going to be going out, playing, and raising money for the war effort. So that's I guess that's taking politics to the nth degree on their peace tour, but I guess more power to them. And then you've got Sounders in the background. CONCACAF Champions League is a North American league for soccer. And guys, whether you're into soccer or not, what's really exciting is it has been dominant by the southern part of North America, the Mexicans, uh, Mexican teams, the South American teams. This is the first time in league history where a major league soccer team from the northern part of North America is actually going to make it to the finals. And it's looking a lot like it's going to be your Seattle Sounders. Let's not count our chickens yet. We are up three to one after the outstanding win on Wednesday night. 
Um, I was there. The, the home win. And then we will go to New York and play against them on their home field. Kind the bad thing field. is we let them... Oh, go ahead. Home field. They don't really have much of a home field. Uh, that's true. But, yeah. <laughs> but they, we let them score a goal. And so the way the tiebreaker works is away goals after the just the total aggregate number of goals. So, for example, if we, we're up three, three to one, if we go to New York and we lose two to zero, we will have scored the same number of goals. Them one goal here and two there, we would have scored three at home, but they would advance because of the fact that they away scored an away goal yeah, on, on our home field. So we have to we have to either just win, which would make it the most simple, or we have to make sure that we uh, get an away goal or or outscore them at least by one goal. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit dizzying if you're not a soccer fan, but I yeah. say, hey, go Sounders. And yet whoever advances, way to go MLS. They've been the redhead stepchild of the soccer world. And that when, when you watch the comments on uh, the men's national team the, anyone who plays for the MLS oh they shouldn't be there they, they're no good so it's nice to see them up and coming another st- couple stories that I wanted to to take on is that uh, Tiger Woods is back in the saddle again he shot a pretty crazy 71 on uh, Thursday yesterday in the first round of of the Masters and that's crazy because he had that car crash in LA that damaged his right leg so badly they were thinking about amputating it. He's 46 and he would be the oldest champion if he wins uh, by three weeks over Jack Nicholas. So the Masters is on. It's I think that's interesting. And I'm wondering if he's going to come back an older and wiser Tiger Woods because it wasn't just a speeding down the road in, in no. the sports car. It was the indiscretions. It was the cheating on his wife. It was the multiple mistresses. Fame takes its price, but somewhere along the line, if you grow up, there's some good lessons to be learned. Yeah, right now, right now he's at this chick leaderboard. He's at plus four right now, so he's he's five off five off the lead for him. He can make that up in a day. But a lot of folks are pulling for Tiger. Obviously, what a comeback story! And everybody loves a comeback story. But yeah, he, his his indiscretions, his sex addiction was widespread, like the poster child of, of uh, sex addicts. Yeah, and and I feel like this really has something to do with coming Branthin's home. We've talked about this on the show before the importance of having good grounding. Adele, you mentioned earlier in terms of how people behave and it all comes back to the home. Yeah. Tiger was raised in a home with his father. He was on Johnny Carson as a little kid. So there was all this pressure and expectations on him, but his father was my understanding. He was a notorious womanizer and the apple, so to speak, doesn't really fall far from the tree here. And I, I think it, it's important to have and, and you can see it when players and athletes, they, they come from a background where they have that solid base. We had our, our old Seahawks, uh, Sherman Smith, who has gone on to be an amazing coach and role model. And there's some yeah. incredible stories. There's actually a, a movie, a documentary movie yeah. out that, that I highly recommend. It's called Show Me the Father, I believe. Yeah, or, that's, that's uh, something yeah, else. That's yeah. awesome. it, it's really good. But that 
that kind of contrast there in terms of how people live their lives out. And I, I, I feel really badly for Tiger, actually, just because it's a tough place to be in, but I certainly wish him well. And we're hoping for that redemption because that, we are hardwired for a redemption story. We just right. are. We take joy in watching someone have a comeback and get morally sound and work things out. It feels good to watch. Why? Because that's really what is at the heart of the universe of our fallen state, of our need for a savior of Christ dying on the cross for us and us finding that ultimate redemption and realizing that if anyone be in Christ, these an old, those old things are passed away. All things have become new. It's something you can get jazzed about. And that's the ultimate win, Josh. Agreed. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're in need of a little redemption yourself. Gosh, Josh. (laughs) I like it. And uh, a final story before we get to our final shot. We've talked a lot about some of the wokeisms that have worked their way into sports and how it creates conflict instead of uh, continuity. And I wanted to give maybe kudos to Cantor Freedom because I think he's, he's, taking on a big issue and he's doing it right. What am I talking about? Cantor is an NBA player and he has emerged as one of the very few to be critical of China and a critic of their treating of Uyghur Muslims and the Tibetan minorities. While a lot of the NBA, we don't want to talk about it because, or we don't really care about, that's not on our radar. Why? Because you're making money from it. And he's not doing it on the court. He's not uh, painting it on the on center court. He's not wearing it on his jersey, but he's speaking out and he's trying to make a difference. And again, guys, even like with our faith, sometimes the in-your-face, we're right, you're wrong attempt to woo the masses doesn't work whether you are talking politics or you're preaching Jesus. Sometimes it's about how you live it out and being willing to take a stand when it's appropriate. And and I just want to, I give kudos to that. And I thought I would just ask you guys, as we move forward in sports, a lot of sports starting up, soccer's just, has just gotten started about a month ago. We're looking at uh, NFL starting up opening day of baseball. Is this year with everything we've gone through, are we going to see less of the division and politics and more of sports? I certainly hope so. (laughs) I know. I hope so. We all kind of hope so. But do you think it's going to be a reality, Josh? I hope so. Yes. Okay. That's true. You you can tell we're not very optimistic just because the history of just how things have gone over these last few years, just when you feel like things are maybe starting to, to settle in and then all of a sudden something blows up again and I know, so I, I know. Dell, what do you think? I think, as I said earlier, the, the change in, in the NFL this year uh, that we noticed okay. is a good sign that things are starting to tamper down. You're not hearing about it as much right now, except the only thing that's roaring its head is the transgender stuff. Yeah. But you're not seeing any, as at least I'm not seeing as much people uh, upset with America, which is crazy, as we did the past couple of years. So I think that's drawing, I think that's winding down. I think it's running its course. And you're going to start seeing people really get back to sports because after COVID and every, after everything, I think people want this and they've had it with some of this with wokeness in, in baseball and some other things, even though we still see it, 
I think it's it'll come up for a breath of air, then it'll go back down a little bit. It'll go up. I think it's dying out. Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping so. That's pretty optimistic, and I appreciate it. Before we go to our final shot, just a shout out to one of our sponsors. A time reversing vehicle like no other. Sending you back to your thirties. Say wow again with Calatrin at mymichellelive.com. Yeah, Calatrin is a time machine in a bottle. It is an amazing supplement that will help you sleep better, get rid of aches and pains, give you clarity. It is a, a phenomenal thing. Look for it at mymichellelive.com. Let us, my friends, it is finally time to get to our final shot. And that's where we go around the table and we... Ask the guys to weigh in on an issue or something that's precious to them. Real short, here we go. Final shot. shot. Boom. All right, Josh, get ready. I know, get a few coughs out. I'll get to you second, but we're going to go to Garrick Payne first. Is that okay? Just get clear your clear your nostrils or whatever it is you got to do. All right. Do. Okay, All right, I'll, I'll wait. This is perfect. I I get to go first. Sometimes we have this little competition going on who gets to go first because sometimes the uh, guys will steal one another's thunder, right? Because they'll be like, oh, wait, that's who I was going to do. But I can guarantee you that probably none of you are going to, to give your final shot to who I'm giving it to today. Because this person was an athlete before it was really popular. And we we're talking about women's sports and things like that. And she started her own drill team, actually, way back in the um, 1950s uh, at Garfield High School. And um, she started a group called the Chiettes. And they actually became the Seattle Chinese Girls Drill Team. And it's they've won numerous awards internationally for their precision drill marching and their beautiful costumes and things like that. And so the person who gets my final shot to had a birthday on Monday or on Sunday, she turned 88, which the the number eight in Chinese lore is like a really wonderful good luck number. And so I'm giving my final shot today to my mom, uh, Shirley Pang. Uh, the starter of the uh, Seattle Chinese girls drill team that still is going on to this day. And uh, so, so mom, you get my final shot. I love that. That is precious. Joshua, final shot. But your game's already started. So, <laughs> oh, oh, oh he's watching the game. Katie Griggs, uh, that's the new president of business operations for the Mariners. And just to give some clarity, this is a really cool item. So, I want to give it as my final shot. They're slashing prices on food. They have a new list of $3 each food, including hot dogs, infinite free refill fountain drinks, water, popcorn, nachos, peanuts, red vines. They even have some local beers for five to six dollars, which incredibly reasonable if you've ever been to to ball games. And then on top of that, they're also going to have value games that'll be sold this season that'll be up to forty percent off the regular pricing nice. for up I think twenty eight games across weekends in the summer months. Bring and your the fam. cost will be ten dollars for main level sorry, bleachers will be ten dollars main level for twenty dollars, terrace club for thirty. Nice. Now, if that's not an affordable way to have a great time with your family, that's awesome. And that's what's something I really appreciate. Katie Griggs talked about that 
on uh, the Mike Sulk show here when she did a, a spot there and saying how uh, that's really important for them to be accessible for families. Come on, for it to be a yeah. place where you can actually bring your whole family out to the ballpark and have a good time and not break the bank. Really excited about that. And as a side note, she also mentioned how she wants to make watching games more accessible, whether that be on your home, on your computer, or on your phone. Which <laughs> hopefully means we get around from the get away from the stranglehold that is root sports. Oh gosh, um, come on. Seriously. And trying to find sometimes trying to find sports Sports or having access it has been really difficult. Dell, it is so good to have you with us again today. You are final shot, my friend. I, I appreciate you being here. This is the one of the. It's a fun show. You do a great job on it. Everybody's really insightful. My 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 final shot because this is my second time on the show. I actually forgot about this, so I was uh, screwing around trying to come <laughs> up with league time and all these parades going on. But on such a short notice right now, I'm going to have to give a, a shout out and a shot to, I mentioned earlier, the Bengals brass. They're making some great moves on the offensive line. Finally, after seeing Andy Dalton beaten up for years and collapsing with Carson Palmer's knee being ripped to shreds, they finally got a good quarterback. They brought in uh, Collins from Dallas. They, yeah, they re-signed Apple. They got a, a good tight end, even though uh, C.J. Uzama left. They brought in Hurst. They brought in Ted Karras. So they're doing some good things in the offseason. And that's going to justify jacking up their ticket prices, even though I don't care. <laughs> no $3 <laughs> hot dogs there. Uh, that's okay. It's going to be fun to watch. Skyline again. hot dog. We'll get the Skyline chili. So. Okay. Hey, oh, come on. You can't go wrong there. So my final shot is to sports moms. We've talked about some of the weird issues that come up and some of the debates, the, the uh, misogyny or the overlooking of people. All of those things come back down to how are you raising your kids? Yep. And I want to say that Kansas City Jayhawks point out this mom story. In an interview with CBN Sports during the Final Four, a few players from the Jayhawks opened up about their Christian faith. Joe Yesufu and Jalen Coleman-Lands, who serve as Kansas' backcourt duo, they credited their moms for grounding them in the faith. And I'm going to see if I can pull up this quote here. My family was always around church. I'm just grateful that she told me to believe in him. It's definitely a blessing being here. Without him, we wouldn't be where we are today. And just being in the final four, not a lot of people have gotten to this point. This was according to Yusuf. He said, I try to spread the word through this game. It's bigger than basketball. That's the way I look at it. And that's where I want to say way to go, sports moms. Way to go, moms and dads, for instilling in your kids something deeper that whatever game you're playing in life, on the court, on the field, on the pitch, there is something bigger. It's bigger than the game. And it's a bigger and better game. And it's the God story. And we always like to get to it here. To my friends here on the team today, God bless you. And thank you for playing the game today. And for those of you watching, listening, viewing, remember, like this, share this. This is your way to participate to continue free speech and the celebration of the God story. Thank you. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com. We done did it. Now it's officially the weekend. Woo. Good show. 
Yes. Love having you, Dell. You just fit into, yeah. to, you fit in so well. I, I didn't think I did very well today because I wasn't prepared because it came in right at the very end here, wasn't it? But yeah, thank you. You I, know I what the beauty gonna... of that is, but though? Yeah, I mean, I, the beauty of that, honestly, the beauty you, of that, guys, is that with all of us here, we all know what we're doing. And where one of us might be a little weak that week, we lift each other up and it, it's kind of nice. Yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah, Gary, I think you have great insight as a pastor as well. And Michelle, you're one of the what you run the show. You're one of the better, probably the best host I've been on that lately. Oh, it's awesome. You do a great heart. job moving along. It's awesome. Thank you. Thanks, All right, my Del. friends. Yeah. You guys. And just I come to this show a lot of times because I've got quite a few meetings on Friday mornings, yeah. and so I'm just winging it and. I'm looking up things during the show. I was doing the same thing. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> and, uh, I was them off. <laughs> and I'm like, who am I going to do my final shot for? You know, as, as we... so when it hits the top of the hour, I'm like, oh crap, final shot. <laughs> it's it's very rare that I have someone in advance. So I'm like <laughs> searching. But thankfully, my mom had her birthday, and I know that she likes to watch the show too. Aww, that's and so, so precious. So hopefully, it'll bless yeah. her in the process too. Time, if you ever want me back on again, I'll do better. All you did time. just great. Anytime you want. Yeah. 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 All right, guys, have a great weekend. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys. Hey, Michelle. Yes. Hey, if, if you want me on, maybe, I, maybe give me like a heads up because this is a great show and I like being on it. So if, are, are you going to have a show next Friday? Or yes, not? we do. Sorry. Every Friday. And if you're welcome to join anytime, what I'll try to do yeah. is Thursday night. Uh, we used to have yeah. a, a guy that would join us and he would send out some sports stories. Now it's falling yeah. on me. So I'm going to have to pick up that banner a little bit better and maybe send them out Thursday oh. night. And so everyone, oh, okay, here's some well, things we'll talk about. <laughs> Del, do you do Facebook? I do. Yes. Okay. Cause, um, Michelle and Brent and I, we have a little Facebook thread that we throw around. Uh, we, oh, okay. we, we send messages. So maybe we can add Delta. That'd be great. And we send other political stories and stuff like that in there as well. But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to reach out and find a friend request right now. Michelle, we should talk, chat about Sunday. It's Palm Sunday okay. this week. You want some palmy songs? Now, Gary, just make sure you spell my last name right. It's nothing like it looks or sounds. Yeah. It's y'all got it right, did we? Yeah. D-U-I-T. Yes, right? sir. That's his okay. name. I appreciate it. Look forward to it. All right. All right. And I'll then, Gary, give me a call today, right and we'll talk awesome. about Sunday. What, what's that, Michelle? Uh, you can give me a call today, anytime, and we'll talk about Sunday. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Might be better tomorrow morning if that works yeah. for you. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I, just got it. I just got it. So thank you. Okay, great. All right, guys, Good. take care. Bye. Okay, thanks. See you. Oh, goodness gracious.